Good evening, good morrow, and good morning. It's your usual metaphysical man, or boy, I suppose, depending on what shit I'm talking about and how sophisticated, educated, and mature it may come across that I know what it is I'm saying. No, actually, so what I wanted to talk about today is something that's something that has been on my mind a bit now and I don't know that I've really been able to get rid of it that's kind of what freaks me out about it so when I was having a conversation with uh, the one and the only the Paxton Dickerson over on a live the other day I talked about it a bit but in studying some of the eastern schools of thought there is a connection there is huge importance and veneration to connecting into permanence to establishing a relationship with what is permanent and that's a lot harder than you think I mean and trust me I say that from a point of point of view and a perspective where I have been thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking about what exactly is permanent. Because the sun isn't permanent. We've observed change in its space and its shift in its state to such a degree that gives very positive indication and inclination that with the greatest force that we know in this earth as it is will die will fade my thoughts are not permanent I am not permanent as I can perceive it and understand it when I die my mind will not be powered up with electricity will not be able to interpret the sensory data which I have used to objectively construct reality as I see it My belief won't be there. There will be no organ or body or self to generate it. That's what I know. I mean, and I don't say that from a sense of like a lack of belief in some beyond. It goes further. I mean, objectively, as we as people have observed nature, that is what we have to use to teach us about it. In magic, we observe law and natural occurrence, and we learn from it, and we model ourselves upon it. When I look to nature, I see that nature in its grandiose is permanent. So, see, I, I can't even say that because the reality is what I've observed in nature is that there is energy outwardly being consumed by all things. That inevitably tells me that that energy will be consumed. Because I do not find life present in all areas of the world. You don't. You find life strategically positioned through it. I know that there are parts of the world where there is no life. I know that there is space between things. I know that there is there are places where there is nothing. And there are places where form finds more but so I, I'm rambling again. I'm sorry. It's because this idea is rather deconstructive. So one, 
I want to preface this from this point that if you are, you know, I'm not going to say mentally sensitive. I would just say that if you are in a dangerous place in your life, if you're at a point in time where your world isn't really solid, you don't have a great grip on your belief system or you're not in a good place, just click off. Don't don't listen any further. Because this can be a thought that is incredibly deconstructive. It's not a good thought to people or to the human self if you're not prepared. And I've seen, I've seen, seen people on YouTube do lengthy, lengthy-ass conversations trying to describe it. And this is kind of one of those things. So just remember, if you want to have a good day, you want to have a better day, you don't want to deal with any kind of existential crisis, just click off. Okay, now they're gone, or you're ignorantly still here, one way or the other. Welcome. I love your face. Think with me for a moment and just close your eyes, relax. Deep breath. I want you to think about being out in the ocean. Relax. Be imagine, imagine being on a boat and you're riding away from shore. You're going away from land. And as you go out, you know and you can feel, you can see that beneath you the water is getting deeper, getting bluer, darker. And inevitably even the land itself behind you disappears on the horizon. And now it is just you, this boat, and the ocean. Now, stop your boat and let yourself just kind of rock and sit in this ocean for a moment and look around and see the horizon on all sides of you. See how and feel how the boat rocks back and forth. Every breath you have taking, mirroring, showing the rocking, the turning of the ocean. Now, I want you to Go into the water. Go over any side. Go out the back. I want you to go in the water. I want you to go for a swim. The boat will not go anywhere. You will not be lost. When you get out of the water, the boat will be right at your hand. And you'll be able to get out. But for now, I want you to go for a swim. And as you start to swim, swim, swim away from your boat. I want you to start to swim, like, go underwater. Stay towards the surface, but I want you to go underwater and I want you to look down. I want you to feel and I want you to remember and think about that sensation of looking down into the deep ocean as the light itself disappears into the vast nothing, the vast depth that is there. looking into that space I want you to just be there for a moment you keep swimming and just stay here as I as I as you just kind of listen to me talk now you can go deeper you can swim back to your boat you can do anything you want but I just want you to be present in this space we've journeyed to many people when they look down in the water will feel a sense of dread because it's this sense like, you know, you're looking down into this nothing. And there's a feeling, a fear often, 
or a sensation that's interpreted as fear, that there's something there waiting. Maybe even you, as you were listening to this, you were waiting for me to tell you something was coming. That there was going to be some shark, some monster, a creature from the depth that was going to come up. But there's not. There is nothing. Nothing there. Nothing down, nothing coming up to get you. No, my theory, my hypothesis was when I look at faiths which dictate and give an indication to what I would say is the true path. A path which is seamless to light and getting in its way. To connection to what is permanent. Whole. I find that there's a lot of... There's a lot of fake shit that we tell ourselves is real. From systems of religion, from beliefs, tiny ideas. But just, just roll with me for a moment and imagine that and think that, or hypothesize even. Let's just say that you insert your name, John Smith, Mikhail Lindstrom. You, you're a construct. You're a vehicle. Everything that this name encapsulates, right? This is the family which made you, the life, the memory, the culture, the places you graduated. Every little detail and aspect of your life which constitutes you as you can understand it. All of these things, they are a vehicle which exists for you as a soul, as an identity. As a par parcel, a keeper of the light. In order for you to experience, to travel more efficiently along the roads that have been made, well, you need a vehicle. And you don't see people rollerblading down the interstate, and that's for good reason. Because it's not that roller skates are not a vehicle, nor that the interstate is capable of handling a rollerblader. But it's that that is not the most efficient vehicle for travel there. So... When we embrace and when we hold on to this idea that we are the vehicle, well, it can, it, can, it can change our perspective and limit our view of the path and the road that we're driving on. Similarly, when we don't you know, upgrade or change our vehicle when we need to as the road and terrain begins to shift, this can be a little bit of a problem. And so inevitably, it's very important that we adapt, that we evolve, that we grow, that we use all of the tools at our disposal to keep the vehicle, which is our ego, up to par to travel through this place. But it is a, it is a vehicle. It's a car. It's a, it's a thing. It is not you. So when we believe... Right, you know, in, in this space that we're swimming in this ocean, oftentimes we'll look down, we feel fear. Well, what if it isn't fear that you're feeling? What if you're not fearing that there's something beneath you? 
What if you're hoping that there's something down there? Because this perspective that we're viewing life at times, this world through, it can be one whereby we are confusing some of the details. What if it's not fear that we're feeling, but it's hope? What do you mean hope that there's a monster? Yes, I mean, what if our ego, the vehicle itself, knows that it's a vehicle, is aware that it is just a vehicle, and as such, it knows that inevitably it's not permanent, that it is bound to go away. You think about the idea that you will die. You know that. You know you will die. I know that I will die. This is a horrific thing. We think about this and the mind itself struggles to rationalize it. In fact, at most and many opportunities, rather than rationalize it, it it hypothesis it, you know, it comes up with some reason for it not to be true. But it is. One day you will die and you will be no more. And so what if everything that our ego constructs and has perceived and has created is just an illusion. It's just hope that there's something down there. The reality is that there is nothing. For the ego, what awaits it is nothing, and it will always be nothing. It will be a forever vanishing and separation from everything that it knew before. All of your friends, your family, your people, your life, there's no there's no seeing them again. Because they're not they're not separate from you. They are you. But they're not the vehicle. You are not the vehicle. The things which we attach to in this life are impermanent. They will not last. They will fade. They will go away. And as such, they are not... They're not forever. But there are things that are. There is something that is forever. Take the moment. The moment is forever. Kind of a mystery a little bit with that one. There are things which are permanent, but the thing is we can't perceive them from this point and from this place of impermanence. Everything that we are perceiving, when we are perceiving it through the filter of impermanence, is bound in that way. Your thoughts, if you are thinking about it, if you've found some word to symbolize it or stand for it, that's impermanent. It will not last. And as such, because it will not last, it is not permanent. It is not what we are to attach to. So I ask you, what is permanent? In your life, look around and tell me, what is permanent? You say, you say belief in Jesus. If you say, okay, how is that permanent? When you die, oh, I'll go to a place everlasting. Will you? It's my faith. But when you, what's, what creates your faith right now? It's a mind. It's a rational organ, which is taking sensory stimuli and data, information from the world around you, feeding them together, reading patterns, interpreting that data, applying that forward. I'm not telling you that it's not real. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that what is believing that? And where did that belief come from? If it came from a place that is not factual, and I don't mean, I don't even mean factual in the sense that you can, I mean like, if it's not, no, if it's, if you're thinking it, it's not real. It's not permanent. It won't last. It can't last. And as such, not being permanent to have any attachment to it 
is fraught with a bit of danger. So again, I mean, I say this as the vehicle talking, right? I understand that it's a slightly kind of unwired, but I mean, the part of us which is immortal, which is undying, which lasts forever, which is permanent, it's the inspiration. It is what is inspiring our vehicle, our ego, our self to create some of the most beautiful masterpieces. But those masterpieces are not what is. It's not what awaits us. It isn't there. They're an inspiration from what will. Maybe I've just said too much uh, coffee, but uh, it's what I got, babies. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your space. Again, I'm just, I'm just rambling. Don't let this be deconstructed to you. There's importance in belief, and I'm not saying don't believe. I'm not saying that there's nothing. But I'm saying that everything we can conceive of in trying to figure out what is not the nothing, but is the something, is the permanent, just leads us back to it. And that's where it gets a little bit tricky for me. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow. I don't know. Do the things you need to do to feed the algorithm gods. Love your faces. Bibal, bibal, merlono, chrenach, shalom. Hey, thank you for joining us and making it this far in our podcast. Remember that if you want feedback or engagement, or likewise, if you would like to contribute to the content that we create here at Hippie Queen Productions, head over to our Facebook page. Reach out, message us, let us know what you want to see and what kind of things you'd like to engage with. Remember as well that if you're curious, if you want to learn and grow on an esoteric or educational level, we host and teach courses over at howlingwindswellness.com and over on our website, hippiequeenproductions.com. Love you, beautifuls, so much. You really are the reason that we get to do this. We appreciate your time just listening. Be well and be blessed.